Hello and welcome to the Red Couch Podcast. I am your host, Ben Harriatha. This week on the podcast, we have a very special guest who has been integral to making uh, specifically the video portion of this podcast happen. He does all the video shooting, the editing, and uh, the... Uh, even for our audio episodes, he puts together the video episodes. Uh, currently, right now, he is behind the camera, but uh, for the first time, he's going to come in front of the camera. So, Brandon, uh, come out from behind the camera and join me on the couch, buddy. <laughs> you look excited. I feel like I should have walked around the other way. Yeah? You think you, you think you messed up your little walk-in? Yeah. I don't know. I think it was good. Okay. Okay. I mean, I mean you're like the guy... I mean, you're the filmmaker here. Yeah, I'm just the I'm just the pretty face who does all the talking. He's the one who does all like the framing and everything. And it, it's it's actually it's funny. Some of the episodes that I have shot, like you've been busy or something, I look back at them. They look like crap. That's all good. I can fix it. <laughs> I, I I'm like I'm very much like uh, I look at uh, like like my stuff and then I look at your stuff. And it's like I don't know. Obviously, I you have a degree for it. I don't. But it's like. Uh, like the fashion episode, for example, was shot by me, and it's like so bright and blown out. No, I fixed that though. It's yeah. all good. It's all he good. fixes that because he's good at he's, yeah. he's good at his job. Yeah. So we work with what we got. Exactly. Yeah. So Brandon, welcome to the podcast. I, I guess I want to like I want to say for the first time, but you've been in the room when I record most of the podcast, yep. anyways. So it's not like you're a stranger to the podcast at all. Nope. No, yeah, no. You're, you you know you know the drill. You know what's going on, and you probably know what question I'm going to ask you next. Could you introduce yourself to the folks listening at home? What do I even say? I don't even pay attention that much. I should know. Like I'm Brandon. Um, I'm the videographer here. I've been working here for like two years. I just finished schooling. What else do I just say? I mean, you're yeah. there's a new big thing yeah. in addition you're not just our videographer anymore you're not like our work study videographer yeah. anymore. you're yeah. full-time full-time yeah full-time fancy videographer have they given you the cards yet i did i did get my business you cards. Got your business yeah. cards nice nice uh 500 there i just i was procrastinating making business cards for a long time because i yeah. wanted to make them super like fancy and shit and fancy um <laughs> and then they just kind of came to me i'm like okay yeah, that was how I was because I was like, I was thinking of making my own. And then they're like, oh, do you want your phone number, like your cell on the, your yeah. business cards? And I was like, yeah, because yeah. now I can now I can still use them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just have to scratch out the uh, um, the uh, my work email, my work phone. <laughs> I, you know, I've never actually gotten a call on my work phone. I, mine's not even plugged in right now. I it's, don't think it's not even plugged in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've never gotten a call on my work phone. Yeah. Uh, just I don't know. People just call me on my cell or email me. Usually, I don't think I don't think people are into calling landlines too much no, anymore. No. Uh, oh, actually, that's a lie. I did. I got one call. Okay. But it was from these guys who were doing like um, like a charity um, scholarship, and they really really wanted us to do a story on them. And they called Hannah three times. They called me twice, and then they called my cell twice. That's commitment, you know, because that that phone at the desk even on the card it's just like a bunch of numbers and then like a extension thing yeah. that's like that's like math and then you also have your cell there that's just so simple to call yeah i i, I don't I, I think that's why people um usually call my cell instead of the work is that you have to then you have to call a number and then put in the extension and it's kind of annoying uh but even my cell people are weirded out about calling my cell because it's not a 519 number oh it's a 905 okay 
Yeah, no, I don't know that. I'm two two six. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, it's five one uh, nine oh five is like Toronto Niagara region. Okay, uh, which is where I'm from, and yeah, people get weirded out and they're like, "Oh, it's long distance." It's like, no, it's not long distance. It's like, it's like two hundred kilometers away. See, if you called me and I didn't have your number saved in my phone, I would not pick up. I don't pick up for any number that doesn't like show like the caller ID and every, everything. I just let it go to voicemail. If they really want to get in touch with me and tell me something, they'll leave a voicemail. That's that's my that's my argument with it because it's like, look, I, I don't, you're, it's it's like, yeah, if I don't have your contact saved that it's like, yeah. I probably don't know you yeah. very much. And like a lot of the time I get like spam calls or just like wrong number calls. And so I just kind of, ignore it yeah for the most part i don't know most businesses these days have the thing where it shows up on yeah. like when they call you it shows up who it is yeah so like i don't miss any like important like work calls at least yeah. but uh yeah so uh how you feeling as like you, I, I know you've been doing you haven't been in the office physically too much yet no um but how are you feeling like you're now a full-time member of the interrobank team it's it's really interesting because i feel like I've been kind of like a co like full time mm -hmm. person for like a year and a bit because I started here about two years ago. And then once we had a new videographer and everything, I kind of just took over the Ontario bank side. So I've been more managing all this. So I felt like I've been kind of sole doing my work, not really like um, being like the mentee anymore. Mm -hmm. So this position is just kind of like, it's not like, oh my God, so much more responsibility. It's just kind of like, okay, I can, I have more creativity and more like power to like create, try and create more content for people to actually engage with and enjoy. Yeah. And more time. Yeah. More time. More time is the big one. Yeah. I, I know, uh, I know during this school year, the big struggle with you is just time. Yeah. Uh, which we'll we'll talk a little bit about later. <laughs> I know you you have a little saying you like to do whenever you would talk to me about that stuff. <laughs> so you mentioned you mentioned you graduated now. Yeah. Uh, what I I know what program you went into, but I'm yeah. asking this just for the yeah. audience. What program did you go into? So I just so like I haven't graduated yet. Like I'm in internship period, but I've it's basically over. So I just finished um, the advanced filmmaking program here at Fanshawe super sweet nice nice yeah and that's the that's the postgrad after the filmmaking yeah degree right yeah yep. so it's a so you have a, it's a two-year diploma and then a one-year diploma yep. is what you got now yeah yeah that's pretty sick that's pretty sick so why'd you end up so why that like why that program um i felt like i just wasn't like ready to like find stuff on my own and everything i wanted to take more time to develop my skills another thing was to I wanted to keep the videographer job through the summer. I didn't want to go back to working retail. <laughs> um, but no, it like advanced filmmaking really like helped like me cement my skills. Like I felt like I was just getting started in my two year program in the BRT. And then this AFM really like everyone is very like serious about filmmaking and everything. And you get a lot more like one-on-one -on -one with the professors and everything, a lot more guidance, which was really nice and helpful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you're totally right about everyone being like the people who usually take the, the one-year postgrads, like the advanced versions, because uh, broadcast journalism has, I think it actually has two uh, one-year postgrads that you can take. I could be wrong on that, uh, but 
I know most of the people who end up taking those one-year postgrads are the people who are like, I want to do this, like as a career. Yeah. Um. So speaking of career, what's your uh, what's your dream job? I don't know what my dream job is. I think it's just like working with like great people. Um. Like for example, maybe this my position right now is kind of just like corporate videography, but I find this super fulfilling because I get to use my skills, make videos and everything. Um, right now I'm working on like a production right now and that's super fun as well. Like, and I'm just like a production assistant. So that's every little thing and like, just like creating a media and everything. I just like love. So, and basically like anything in media mm-hmm. is my dream job. Would you, would you ever like, just like, would you ever go to like directing? I don't know if I'm ready for directing right now. I don't have like any strong visions right now. <laughs> so I'm just like, I just want to take it slow and develop my skills right now. I'm really into like camera stuff and lighting. I want to develop those skills more. Um, yeah, I like, for example, like I was, I DP'd on a bunch of short films and documentaries for uh, AFM. And I just kind of developed more. My camera also helped me too. It looks nice, so it does have like half the work for me. It is a very nice camera. Yeah, because you shot you, a lot of the shorts you shot on this one, right? Um, I think I only shot like maybe one thing on this camera this year. Mm-hmm. The other things I shot were um, on the Sony FS7s and um, A7S3. Both nice, very nice cameras. I I love the Black Magic. Yeah. You showed me the Black Magic, and I want one so bad, even yeah. though I know. I would not use it, basically. I yeah. just think they're so cool. <laughs> oh, super nice, super friendly. Like, as long as you know the exposure triangle, you're good. Yeah, yeah. You, you showed me some of it, and it is basically like, I don't want to be like it's baby's first camera, but it is like, it is pretty easy yeah. to use and make, and make that what you're shooting look good with that camera. Yeah, you don't need to have like a complicated interface and everything to be like a big fancy camera. All you need is like, you need your settings quick. You need to be able to change them fast. And like this camera is so intuitive. Like everything you think you can do, you can do. You can swipe, do all these things. Just quick, quick actions, super user-friendly. Unlike Sony stuff. See, I like, see out of Sony, I like the A7S III the best, mm-hmm. but still the menuing and everything is just like all convoluted and everything. And I hate that part. Sony's brutal for that stuff, man. Uh, like I had a Sony phone and yeah, it's like the menuing's brutal. And like on the PlayStation 5, the menu is like the worst part of that console. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I don't know how they managed to screw up the UI so badly on all of their things, Yeah, which sucks because they're usually really, really good like but they just the user experience man on them is like bad i don't know but the like the playstation 3 and psp like menus oh that, those those are nice those, those ones those that those one's iconic with the, yeah. with the yeah. and oh there's i it's specifically called something i think it's called like the crossbar or something like that but that was that's yeah. i think that's the peak yeah of of ui for me because it's just so simple yeah just so sleek yeah um everything after that was just too much yeah like the playstation 4 is kind of similar to those yeah. but it's just kind of like eh. yeah and the 5 is just like a different version of the 4 where yeah. but it, it it's even i think it's kind of worse now because yeah. it's got a little bit more clutter on it 
So Sony, get your act together, honestly. You make really, really good products, but your UX sucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so so with with filmmaking, and I and I I've I just thought of this question basically as we were kind of talking about it. With filmmaking, do you have any like idols? Like, do you have any people that you are like, I want my work to be said in the same breath as this guy? See, I don't really <laughs> I don't really want to be like compared to like anyone. I just want to like develop my own skills mm -hmm. and like there's people I love to work with and who I appreciate. Um, like I like Wes Anderson stuff, obviously, just film students. He's so thing. good. Um, Celine Sayama. Um there's Edgar Wright. Oh man, that would be that would be the dream. Yeah. Working with Edgar Wright. But I don't feel like I need to create something to be on their level or anything. I just want to be a part of productions and and work towards like someone's vision and help them get there because that's fulfilling for me. That's really nice. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. No, okay. <laughs> I don't I don't need to have all the glory or anything as long as I'm like working and helping and mm -hmm. like there's so much that goes into like making something. If I have like one small part in it, even if it's just craft services for people that know don't know craft services, it's basically just food. You're just bringing food. Yeah. And setting out tables of food. It's beautiful. But, like, even if it's just that, like, just being a part of something, knowing that you kind of had a small impact, that's all I need. Well, yeah, and, and, and I think, like, people really vastly underestimate how much some of those small jobs do, like, on, like, uh, something like a bigger production, like uh, Lord of the Rings, right? Mm -hmm. They talk constantly about how, how much craft services was, like, integral to making that movie get made. Yeah. You know, because they made all three of them back to back. And so essentially all these actors were living on set and so they needed someone to feed them and yeah. craft services was there. Yeah. You never realize like how much you love craft services until it's like gone because I've been just like past two weeks, just like there's just constant stream of chips, nuts, cookies, Gatorade, bubblies, just, just there. Yeah. Just there ready for the, and, and then free meals. Like last night I had ribs and chicken yeah i went into the wrong career <laughs> yeah. uh perfect i mean yeah i mean that makes sense because like i and, and you know what some of the some of the names you hear spoken with like most reverence when it comes to like filmmaking are some of the people who filled those smaller roles right um and not like the big you know directed by you know quentin tarantino it's like you see like if you really get into like film nerd stuff some of the people who like people talk about it, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, the cinematographer is like kind of the I mean, it's not a small role. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but it's definitely I don't think like everyday people are thinking about like Roger Deacon or like Dean Cundey yeah. uh, and how but like that's like an important part about how a movie looks. Yeah. And I think I think those guys need more credit, honestly. Yeah. Well, like even watching like dynamics on set, like shooting like student stuff versus like actual productions is very different but like some of the, like the dynamics and the roles are still kind of the same like for example like even though the director is like the vision maker and everything the dp has like so much say too because they're seeing like 
okay, this looks good. I see what you're talking about, but what if we try it like this way? They have just as much input as the director, but also the director does have final say, but the DP does craft a lot. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like people really forget that like movies are inherently a collaborative effort. Like it's not like made by one person. That person may have a very distinct style, you know, like Quentin Tarantino, uh, Wes Anderson, Edgar Wright, they all have their very distinct style, but it's like, it's, it is the, the movie is the sum of its parts at the end of the day. Yeah. Right. And every little part of that sum is important. Um, so my next question, uh, one of your, one of your phrases you would use a lot when we were in, uh, like during the school year and we're trying to shoot things, uh, you'd come over to my desk and, you know, we'd shoot the crap for a bit. Yeah. And then I'd ask, Hey, how's your schedule looking? And you just look at me and you go nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So now, I mean, not at this moment in time, but by the time this goes up, you'll have a little bit more free time. Yeah. Um, are there any projects that you want to tackle either with Interrobang or just in general now that you have a little bit more free time in your life? Yeah. So one of the things I want to do is bring more attention to both like Interrobang YouTube channel and the FSU. For one thing I want to do for the Interrobang, not in Terrobang, but for FSU, is to make a sexual wellness series. And so that'd be just kind of like exploring like taboos and stuff like that with um, sexual wellness, like advisors and everything. Mm -hmm. And then also just like opening it up for questions and everything. So it gets the engagement from Fanshawe students, but also for a wider audience that doesn't have to be here. Another thing I was thinking about, maybe doing some stuff for the esports teams too, because they don't get really any publicity on like videography or anything. Yeah, they shoot a lot of their own stuff, yeah. from what I know. Right? Yeah. It's it's like basically a lot of the a lot of fuel stuff is all done. Yeah. Essentially in house. Yeah, they do mostly like live stuff, but just yeah. making some more promos and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making some, yeah, making them some nice stuff, which is cool. Cause yeah, they, even the promos they got now look very cool. It's yeah. just like, if we can, if they could go that like step further with it, it'd be yeah. really cool. Um, yeah, those are some, those are some good projects, man. There's like <laughs> a, a little bit of spoilers for the end of the end of the episode. Uh, my contract is up with Interobank. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, my time is unfortunately coming to an end here. So I won't be able to, uh, materialize some of these but I'll give them to you as ideas. Um, I, there was one we've been working on <laughs> since like December I know. and I wanted to do a breakfast sandwich battle royale because uh, right around the time that I had this idea, Wendy's revealed that they had breakfast sandwiches now and I wanted to go buy breakfast sandwiches from all the places on campus and be like, who's got the best breakfast sandwich for your, like who's the best bang for your buck? Yeah. And I think... I, I bestow that idea upon you. Yeah, and that's that's kind of kind of the same stuff that like I want to bring to these channels because a lot of it I'm not downing what I'm doing right now, but a lot of what I kind of show to like friends and stuff it's it's interesting cuz I've done it and everything, but it's from another perspective, it's not like something that someone's going to go out of their way to look at. That's the kind of content I want to try and make and bring people more into the YouTube and watch these videos, engage with what we're creating and help 
people. Yeah, you're right. Because a lot of the content I think we put out now, not that it's bad, like I, I love our stuff, yeah. but I think a lot of the stuff that we put out right now is people are, the people who watch it are people who are already like in our ecosystem, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't think we're like bringing in new people. So yeah, I think like if we can expand out our content uh, to to like a little bit broader of a range, that'd be really, really cool. And I think you can do that, good sir. So you got, you seem to got your, uh, you seem to got your thumb on what's, uh, what's going on. Hopefully, hopefully I'm able to pull it off back up what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I, I mean, dude, if anyone can do it, you can. Uh, so speaking of free time and we're getting into the section of the podcast I'm excited for, uh, speaking of free time, we talk a lot about video games whenever mm -hmm. you come into the office. Yep. Um, what games are you excited to play now that you actually have time to play them? Um, one game that I'm kind of like playing on my, my like two days off is just like Disco Elysium. God, that game is so good. Yeah. It is so good. I just recently finished it for the first time. Yeah. Um, I plan on going through it again. Yeah. I just kind of like started on maybe like a few hours in, but like yeah. my friends just like started playing it and then they're just like talking about it. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about right now. So then that forces me to like play it to like engage with them again. Yeah. It's, it's so good uh, for people who don't know. It's like, um, it's an RPG and you play as a detective who has lost all of his memories. So essentially every time you do a skill check, you get that skill. Like if you do poorly at the skill check, then your character is just bad at that now. Like it's not like you can retry the skill check. And it's the writing's really well done and the mystery's really cool. The it's got great music, great art. Play it. Play it. But do some research into it before you play it because there's a whole situation with the publisher right now. Uh that is uh not so great for the people who actually made the game. Um but uh, we won't get into that one on the podcast because that's a really big, complicated issue. Uh, <laughs> yep. You know about it. I, I know about it. Yep. yep. It's, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else you're excited to play? Um, I will finally have time to get into uh, Resident Evil 4 remake. Uh, yes. Yeah. But I want to... I also want to like upgrade my computer so I can just like go crazy with the graphics and mm -hmm. everything. I also want to get the DLC for Village finally and then yeah, just yeah, replay yeah. through that. I've so. been uh, I've been waiting for Village to to go on a little bit bigger of a sale. It's gone on sale, but it's gone on sale for like 30, 40 bucks. Yeah. And I'm like I've already played this game once. Yeah. I don't really want to yeah. It's know. like it's on sale right now as we're recording this for like $22. But it's it still like feels like too much for the DLC. It does. That's the thing is it's like because I don't own the base game anymore. It's like I'd have to buy the whole bundle, and that's mm. yeah. So. I feel like that's probably cheaper now. Yeah. To buy it all together. Maybe I'll check. Who knows? That might be a fun thing for me later. Yeah. Yeah. Resident Evil Four remake. I'm so excited for you to play it. Yeah. You have to tell me. You have to yeah. tell me what you think of it because it's like super good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've I've already finished it three times at this point um it's it's so good i'm planning on trying to do my s plus rank on professional probably this weekend <laughs> see i'm not that hardcore like i like the resident evil games i like the whole world building like yeah i got into resident evil through like the movies i'm like oh I the movies really yeah like i loved like the world building even though if you watch them all in order and stuff they're it's just, nonsense it's all over the place but i i still love it um yeah. 
but yeah, I just kind of go through on normal. I'm like, okay, this is creepy. I don't, I just want to get through this right now. Right. I don't try and challenge myself with that game. See, I am a, I am a total, like, I love speed running those games. I think they're so fun to just go through as fast as possible. I think my first playthrough took me like 20 hours, but that was on hard. Yeah. And then my second playthrough was on professional and it took me three. <laughs> yeah. Like, the only one that I've kind of like ran through is yeah. the third one. And I beat that. This is like my second time. Technically, I didn't go from scratch, scratch. Yeah, I, had the, game. I had the bolt cutter, bolt cutters already yeah. in my inventory. So it only took me like two hours and 25 minutes to beat that whole game. Yeah, because yeah, if you start with the bolt cutters, you can basically skip massive areas. There was, uh, yeah, and I'm even, I'm even, uh, incorporating some speedrun strats into, okay. my, into my playthrough there's like a too much work there's a skip you can do where basically what happens is leon like clips through a door slightly and if you mash the interact key he'll like open the door from behind it and you essentially skip a massive area of the game saving you like 30 minutes see that's too much work that's studying like <laughs> i i like playing video games it's fun to play them fast but then i also have to go and watch movies that's true that's true see i like when i get it when i get home and get off work i just video games is is, is uh what i what i do man and i'm excited for that to be also you yeah because i know i know sometimes you come into the office and you, you kind of look at me sadly and go how's resident evil 4 <laughs> yeah yeah i'm in a bit of like a drought right now I'm like yeah. 1.8 hours in, in the, the past, past two weeks. weeks and then even my movies like the last movie i saw was on the 20th and it was mm. bo is afraid that's that's a long time for me two weeks with no movies that's yeah no <laughs> but now you got now you got some free time yeah because you know especially going into the summer you know we're nine to nine to four on the every day other than friday on friday we're like nine to three yeah which means you get an early start to the weekend which is awesome yeah. so all right one uh one last so for one last time it's lightning round uh, okay yeah you know how this works i know how this works uh, it's the lightning round we're gonna do this uh one last ride you know so first mm -hmm. off favorite food favorite food nice burger fair enough sweet savory or salty nice um savory you're the first person i think that's picked savory i, think I don't even know what any of those means i just thought savory represents well whatever. like like sweet is obviously like candy and stuff salty i'm pretty sure that's like pretty self-explanatory yeah. but like savory is like you describe like a steak as savory yeah, yeah yeah like i like a nice like um bar like burger mm -hmm. okay okay yeah. yeah i think you're i think you're like maybe like either the first or the second person to pick savory so that's a first um we already talked about games so i'll skip this one um favorite film of all time portrait of a lady on fire i've i've heard of that one but i've not watched it i think you've heard about it because i've talked about it before <laughs> <laughs> that tracks that tracks um do you dance I do not dance at all. No um, coordination. <laughs> mountains or beaches? Um, I like, I would go for mountains. I don't like beaches. They're all gross. Yeah. And I can't swim, so. You can't swim? I can't swim. Huh. <laughs> huh. <laughs> can you skate? I mean, skateboard. You can skateboard. You can't ice skate? No. Okay. <laughs> no coordination. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, do you cook? Um, I cook chicken strips in the air fryer. 
Uh, okay. <laughs> Is that your favorite dish to make? Yeah, it's quick and easy. It, Nine true minutes. enough, man. It's tasty. Coffee or tea? I don't drink either. Really? What's yeah. your drink of choice? Water. Based. I'm, yeah. Uh, $1,000, what are you buying? new camera equipment upgrading the pc like i need to get a new tripod actually i don't even have a, like a proper tripod yeah, so our, yeah our tripod's messed yeah. up right yep. now um thousand uh wait no i just asked that question uh silliest <laughs> thing you own silliest thing i own um i would have to say my tv it's i don't need it like all my expensive like things i've bought it's the one thing I can't like justify, but I love it. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of TV do you have right now? I have a nice LG C1. That's the one you should buy. OLED. Beautiful. Oh, is it? Is it? It's beautiful. And that's yes. the silliest thing you own? Yes. That's it's pretty silly. Giant. It's just this giant, beautiful, <laughs> expensive TV. Yeah. It's like a meter away from me. A meter away? <laughs> How big is it? 55 inches. Jesus, man. Uh, do you believe in ghosts? I, I'd like to believe, I think I do, because if I go into like a dark place by myself, I, I just feel uncomfortable and I have no reason to. Right. So there's part of me that does. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. And finally, what's your favorite podcast that you've shot? Oh, favorite podcast episode. Ah, put me on the spot with this one. That's um, the point. I think Galaxy Rose. That was a lot of fun. That one was a lot of fun. I yeah. was I was thinking out as I was writing that question down. I was like, he's gonna pick Galaxy Rose. Yeah, I know that for a fact. He's gonna pick it because we had a lot of fun shooting <laughs> yeah. that one. It was yep. uh, it was a really really good time. All right. Well, uh, so before I get into the outro, like usual, uh, it's gonna be a little message from me to you. So, like I said earlier in the podcast, my time at Interrobang is uh, coming to an end. So this means that this is the last episode uh, I will be hosting which uh, what a great episode. What a great guest with my buddy Brandon on. Um, what a great, um, it's been great being the host of the podcast. I really have had a great time uh, both doing audio and video versions of our podcast, you know, and I got to talk to some great people, um, both, you know, friends and some really, really cool people from the Fanshawe community and the London community. So, and it's been great to see how the podcast has grown and uh, I'm sure I'm leaving it in uh, in some good hands. I feel like the people who got the podcast from here they'll uh, they'll know what to do with it. And I hope they uh, and I hope no one ever usurps my position as uh, the funny guy. Uh, it's been a, it's been an honor being the podcast guy for you guys, as I've been referred to by my friends and many other people. So it's been an honor doing that. Uh, so for one last time. Still don't have it memorized. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Red Couch Podcast. As always, you can catch up with every episode on our website or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Pick up your copy of The Navigator on Newsstands Now. And be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to keep up with all things Fanshawe. So, for the Interrobang, signing off, I'm Ben Harrietta. <laughs> <laughs>